Hi, this is Nick Holly from the Houston Roughnecks, and this is the XFL Show. Welcome, football fans. This is For the Love of Football. This is the road to 2022, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant. Last week's news about a 2022 kickoff made us jump for joy, and we danced the night away in celebration. But now, everybody wants some more news, and we got it right now. This is episode 139. And we ain't talking about luck, Bryant. Well, we are. Oliver Luck in the news this week. We've got to talk about it. What did I miss in that intro? I'm missing something. It went completely over my head. I know I did. It's very sad. Obviously, you are not a rock and roller, but we'll let that slide because we got a lot of work to do. Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen, for sure. And uh, we're paying tribute to him today, Bryant, the greatest guitar player uh, to ever live, if you ask me, we will be rocking and rolling at XFL show with you on social media forever in a hundred years. Thanks for hitting us up. And of course the XFL fan line at seven, two, four, five, six, five, four XFL. And we are brought to you today by pretty easy podcast. You could go to pretty to start your own podcast where they help you put music to your voice and put your show together and make it sound good and go out to all the awesome platforms everyone listens to podcasts on. It's a really fun, fun thing to do podcasting when you have someone helping you. Oh my goodness. It takes a load off your shoulders and you could get all that for a low, low rate at pretty easy podcasts. And they're saying is uh, making podcasting uh pretty easy. Uh, let's dink and dunk around the XFL news. He this can't week. make it. Let's go kick it. Hey, they said he couldn't make it, but he did. How about a 19-yard touchdown, Donald Parham, from Justin Herbert, the first XFL 2020-year Bryant to score a TD in the NFL this season. I freaked out. I watched that play live and was jumping for joy. I did not get six foot eight inches high though, as tall as Donald Parham. Uh, I I expected this moment to happen when we were in Houston uh, for training camp. Like, we saw that happen. I, I told you this was going to happen. Donald Parham uh, just needed the opportunity. That's what the XFL gave him. He just needed a game, one game, maybe even like, was it the first? It was the first quarter, second quarter? It was the first half. Uh, that's all he needed to get his first touchdown. And it, and it was a big one in a great game, a competitive game. And we didn't see his speed. Wait until he gets a. Wait until he gets some some room to run. Yeah, yeah, He's that really gazelle. Oh, yeah. He if, if they would have got him in space, they definitely would have beat the Bucks, the Chargers. I for sure think <laughs> more Parham, and they would have won that game. They stopped going to Parham, and Herbert fell apart against Tom Brady. But what are you going to do? They just need to put Nor- uh, Storm Norton in front of him, <laughs> and then let Parham run behind him. They're, they're good. They have it set up there in in L.A. I think yeah, I think the Chargers would be winning more games if they if they utilize those guys a little bit more. But that was really cool to see, and it was awesome to see on XFL 
Twitter and on Reddit, just people kind of being like, that's our guy. That's our guy. I like, I love it. It's like a family seeing seeing Donald Parham represent. That was cool. Um, we do have some unfortunate news to talk about with regards to XFL 2020 years in the NFL. Jordan Tamu uh, test positive for COVID-19 among the outbreaks with the uh, New England Patriots, the Chiefs, Tennessee Titans in the NFL. Uh, unfortunately, he fell victim to that, Bryant. So uh, our, all of our best from the show to Jordan uh, who's battling this demon virus. That that was uh, the biggest, most unfortunate news for an XFL to hear this past week. Yeah, uh, you know, hopefully he gets better soon and he can get back out there and helping those Chiefs who I think are, are they 4-0 right now? Yeah, they're, uh, yeah, yeah, right, they haven't lost. They whooped on the Ravens, they whooped <laughs> on New England. Uh, yeah, they're very good. And Tamu, I was saying last week, was is a part of that. He was, he was the... Lamar Jackson uh, dummy for their prep for that game. So he was contributing from the practice squad. We w- wish him a damn speedy recovery and no lingering effects, which we've heard about with this stupid virus. Uh, some other bad news, XFL 2020 in the NFL uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers tackle. Uh, Jerron Jones was arrested for alleged assault last weekend. Uh, needless to say, not going to be a part of the Pittsburgh Steelers moving forward for him. And that's, Something you don't want to see when someone like a former XFL player getting an opportunity. That's one way to blow it. So, uh, unfortunately, he is going to be kind of the poster boy for what not to do if you're an XFL, former XFL player currently on a practice squad in the NFL. Well, what it tells you is the XFL is going to give you the opportunity. It's up to you to make the most of that opportunity. So, just like you know, anything, can't squander in life. opportunities. Yes. Yeah, you know, just the, like you know, The Rock now and company, Danny Garcia and them, they're going to give people opportunities. Uh, but they can't hold their hand the entire process. So, exactly, exactly. So, uh, keep your head screwed on tight. We know it's crazy, difficult times, and man, there's you hear different crazy news all the time. But so far, when it comes to the NFL season and stories like that, it has been, uh, I would say, less less often we're hearing that. Maybe it's just not making it to the news cycle as much. But uh, we're not hearing about that kind of stuff. I say that's a good thing. Uh, here's a good thing. Uh, the Fox Twitter, we love reading between the lines on social media. The Fox Twitter account, the XFL on Fox, which was an official network Twitter checkmarked that would tweet all the highlights when the XFL was on Fox. No, lo- the XFL no longer on Fox, but we see this Twitter account given the old Jack Nicholson from Anger Management gif, Bryant, when the XFL puts their video out last week good news i say that shows you there's at least at least the social media guy at the network or girl is down for some more xfl at fox which we all want well we talked about it last week go back and listen about how uh, down these networks might be for these tv deals but i guess yeah read between the lines it's excitement whatever uh, at the end of the day i think you know, I think the, the XFL will bring a lot to some networks, whether it's Fox or not, whoever decides to move forward with them. But c- calm down, too, Alan. And I know you like to say, yes, this is going to be uh, the future now. We're going to be on Fox. Never. No, no, I wouldn't dare say that. But I do like how social media gets crazy over what another social media. I like whenever you're on like Reddit or on Twitter and someone says so and so like to tweet. Oh, my good. That's news because they liked it or they retweeted it or something. Uh Everybody wants to put the uh, Leo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, gif where he's pointing with the drink in his head. 
Oh, look, look. XFL on Fox retweeting. It doesn't really mean anything except the XFL on Fox was. People don't know how to not. People don't know how to yearn for news with the XFL. I think everyone forgot about 2018 and what that was like, especially as fans and podcasters who are here every single week. We're here to to relax. Yes, we know how to relax and take every news unless it comes from the league itself. But but that's fun to see. It's at least someone there at Fox in the building recognize it. But that's all it is. Don't get or at home. Hopefully they're not too. Don't get your panties in a bunch. It's not a big deal. Uh, here's a question that at Wedge 77 posed to a bunch of XFL uh, people on Twitter, including us, Bryant, who said, do y'all think that teams will have their players return those that can want to, or will they redraft the teams? I hope they keep as much of the original teams as possible. I will outright say total redraft cannot go back to what was there before Bryant. I feel like those those contracts were all one year anyway. There wasn't anything that was going to carry over that we knew about with the rosters for certain. Um, so I say you you do that whole process again, and that's half me just wanting to be a part of the draft again, <laughs> and half uh, me thinking they're going to want to start from scratch, and they are going to probably have to because all these players have moved on with their lives. They they're not beholden to any of these. On any of these teams and there's nothing in, written that says the Seattle Dragons have the rights to Kenneth Farrow or the Dallas Renegades have the rights to Landry Jones I uh, there's nothing in place for that kind of mechanism so I think there will have to be a redraft well I will say that I think to your point I don't even know if if you were to put a percentage on how many players that played into in 2020 will be available to play in 2022 that too, I, you know that percentage is probably I mean fifty maybe around that range. I would say you know most of them are not going to sit around and wait to to play football again if they have other things to do and trying to move on with their lives. You know because adulthood hits real quick when you don't have football anymore. Um, it, I, I don't mind if these teams get to hold on to their players or some of them or you know get acquainted with some of these cities because these players are familiar with somewhat with. You know the cities, the, the the buildings, the play, and anything like that. Even if some coaches return, I feel like you could leave some continuity there. You're right; there is nothing that says that these rights belong to this player. These, but the XFL is its own entity; it can make any rules it wants as it goes along. That's true. So if it says, "Hey, any player that was here needs to sign here." That's what we're going to do because yeah, they're and, not individual team contracts; they're XFL contracts. Yeah, the next people in charge of uh, football operations and ro- the roster management in this uh, new iteration of the XFL can put in place something like that. We'll say, okay, here's how we're going to do it. When you reach out to such and such player, you will have the rights to first negotiate and try to bring them on if that's how they're going to go about it. Or you'll have the right to first draft them, uh, however, whatever process they're going to go through. But I don't know if I want to see that. I would like to see completely new rosters uh, rebuilt that's I think there's enough time for that too. So. Don't get me wrong. If we're I'm, drafting I'm d- the way we drafted last time, I'm all for it. Like, I really want to sit in a room anywhere an in, in Connecticut, in LA, wherever you want me, and I'll sit there for for two days and, and hear you draft. How many players was I forget how many players it was? Seven hundred. Uh, I don't remember. It was a lot of players. It was eight. Yeah, it was a lot of players. I'll sit there. I'll do it. Also, I know people are going to say, "Well, you don't want to break up the Houston Roughnecks," and that would be something cool. To, I would like to see some of the players. You know, what if it happened, but then players end up in 
other cities or on other teams, but together again? What if like PJ Walker falls back into the XFL? Cam Phillips is back in the XFL, but they're all of a sudden on the DC Defenders, Brian. That could anything could happen, and I'm leaning towards something like that. I want to see brand new rosters in addition to uh, a whole bunch of brand new stuff with the XFL. But ideally, we've talked about it: same teams, same cities, brand new rosters. I'm for though for sure, and we appreciate uh, Wedge seventy seven on Twitter, including us in that question posed to a bunch of people on XFL Twitter. And remember, you can hit us up at XFL Show on Twitter anytime or Instagram, Facebook. We're mostly on Twitter. We like hanging out on the in the tweet world. And, of course, the XFL fan line. Text it. Stand, standard text messaging rates do apply at 724-565-4XFL. I, I, I scrolled up for the number. I scrolled up for the number. You forgot the number. So oh, many man. numbers I'm, I'm thinking about these days. <laughs> I had to... I, I was measuring for suits, got a wedding in a couple weeks, I got measuring neck 18, chest 45. I, I don't want to get into all the numbers, Brian, but we got, got a lot on my mind here. Mostly XFL, though, and some of it part of this week's cover, too, if you're ready. Let's do it, man. I will be coaching like a crazy man. Crazy man, Winston Moss. I'm a crazy man. Because I'm reading about all these different groups popping up that are uh, going to really, I think, change the sports landscape. We're going to get into one called the Altius Sports Partners Group a little bit later on during the hot read, Brian. But right now we got to talk about this new United Football Players Association uh, group that was uh, announced per Sportico this week uh, that they're going to be representing the interests of players uh, who aren't in the NFL. So if you're not a member of the NFL Players Union, if you're not in the NFL PA, this is the group for you. Although this group that has now emerged, the United Football Players Association, is not a union. We must stress that. They will not be a union. XFL players, former XFL players, are already a part of this. Guys like Kenneth Farrow. Future XFL players might be a part of this group. And how it works is they're a 501c4 Nonprofit, which means they're just basically an advocacy group. They're there to take the interests of these players who are not in the NFL but might play in other leagues like the XFL or an AAF. And they're there to make those leagues aware of the player concerns and player needs and what these players who are part of this group want. So they don't have the power of a union. They won't have the negotiation rights, the ability to strike. There, you have to be authorized, you know, by the uh, what's the National Labor Review Board. Uh, so really, they don't have the power, but they are actually there, which is something that wasn't even there for players with the XFL in 2020 or the AAF guys who were left out high and dry by the AAF itself, and then when the XFL closed down because of COVID, uh, also. Uh, left out in in the cold, like you said, adulthood hitting them and nothing like the UFPA to really lean on. This gives them at least something to lean on. Might not have a whole lot of power, but it's good to have people that you could go to. And this is what that organization is going to aim to do. So if I understand this correctly, it's basically a, how do I put it? A, um, an advice group, right? If you have a problem, if you have a question, they're there to help you through whatever you need to ask for the right things, 
to yeah. maybe speak on your behalf, but really not the power that unions have, which is striking, uh, negotiating terms, all that stuff, long-term commitments. I, I understand the need for something like this, especially with what happened. I'll hear, here come all the haters, but with what happened with the AAF, because they left players in cities, you know, without going home. There was remember there was a player who quit his day job because he got a call to go play football. Yeah, and then got fired basically yeah. because. So, I think because of what happened there, like the XFL paid their players through the end of the season, which is great. Did what they could to move uh, to to do right by those players, but at the end of the day, you know, it, you know the the situation was what it was, and. And if players need help and guidance through that, I guess that's what this is going to be. Exactly. So, you know, the AAF, you're left totally high and dry. This is crucial for that. But also with the XFL, even if you were paid, moving on from that, this is this kind of organization could be there to help you file for unemployment, seek uh, an agent or something. They, they, they have all sorts of they have resources and then they can help you guide you towards resources. And as a nonprofit, that's kind of all they can do. They can also speak to the league as well, send memos, send messages, send uh, announcements via their player members. Uh, But without that National Labor Relations Board authorization to be a real union, they can't sit at the table and say, XFL, give these players more money. They'll advocate for for more money and for better uh, protections and stuff for the players. And that's kind of the first step, right, in towards – getting representation and a seat at the table for players, future players in the XFL players in other football leagues. So uh, as I'm, I'm a player advocate, I know players. Uh, I know I have friends that were ex players in the NFL and having an NFL PA type mechanism, having a United, uh, a UFPA United football players association mechanism crucial for those people, for anybody. I'm always for labor, Brian. That's me. If you know anything about me, I'm, I'm, I'm a labor guy. I want the labor, the, the the guys who are working to be represented and have a shot at getting what they need and getting what they deserve. So this is cool to see, I think. And if you want to check out more, you can go to unitedplayers.org. If uh, you're a player watching there, listening to the show right now, uh, check it out. Um, that popped up this week, definitely on our radar. We'll be looking to get maybe some member players on the show to talk about it some more and also, of course, talk about uh, what they're hoping for the XFL in 2022. And we'll get into another organization uh, coming up, like I said, uh, Altius Sports Partners, uh, in a different realm, but also in the, the the business side of what the XFL and f- football in general are going to be seeing over the coming years. Uh, but part two of our co- cover two here, Bryant, Super hyped for this. We've teased it a little bit. We've got some more info. Read this in the San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, Fox Sports, multi-year agreement to televise the Spring League. And that fall season begins in just a few weeks, October 27th. So get ready. Tuesday and Wednesday night football on Fox Sports 1. The Spring League is back in the fall. The, the, what were the? We talked about this. They were bringing a... Uh, Kind of just like a, some some football to this fall because of the the hole that football was supposed to have without college and without the NFL, but those voids are still there, so they never really went away. Um, but I guess more so we could talk about the actual contract. Yeah, and if they actually are getting on television, because I think before we had to like stream them, right? We had to stream it. 
Yeah, I don't even think you can watch it live. I don't. I remember at least with the XFL's dealings with well, the spring league. That was your call league, football that we yeah. got to stream. Your You're call right. was yeah. Your call was streamed. Spring league, I don't think was ever at least available with the when the XFL was you know there t- doing testing. That was behind closed doors. That was locked down. Uh, this is going to be on TV on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Now the Mac is coming back, so there will be Tuesday night Maction for football fans again, but. <laughs> We're going to get more football in the middle of the week. That's awesome. 12-game format, four weeks of football in San Antonio. There will be six different teams. And, I mean, we know we are because of how we've followed the XFL right now, we know so many people who love the scouting end of this, of this sport will be glued to these games, taking notes on who could be future XFL talent, who will be a talent in the NFL. This is great. I'm excited for it, and it's in just a few weeks on cable. Well, the spring the spring league's um structure, right? They charge the players to actually be a part of this, right? They 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 make the players pay like a fee to be on these teams. At least that's what it was last time around. I remember that doing some research on it, but it's more football and if Fox Sports 1 is going to, you know, get the rights to this and I don't know what the deal is or what whatever that may be, but this bleeds hope for the the XFL to 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 get a prominent deal as well because it's just obvious that people want live sports on their networks at some point uh, throughout. You know, there's no there's not going to be any hockey or basketball for a few months after this week. You know, so people are going to need to fill like NBC is going to need to fill that void at some point with something. You'll see some weird stuff, I'm sure, on NBC Sports. You'll see some weird stuff on NBC. Uh, weird stuff. What's AKA ABC ESPN do? <laughs> weird stuff. AKA soccer. <laughs> What's why they? Why is it ball round? And why? <laughs> where are the sticks? Uh, it just shows that leagues like the XFL uh, have an opportunity to take advantage of the network's needs for live sports year round. Yeah, it's 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 a good sign if you're the the Rock, Danny Garcia, Redbird Capital, you see. The spring league and not like the the spring league has done great business. I think over the last few years, they've really you know elevated themselves within the football community, gained a lot of respect, especially with their work with the XFL. And now they get this awesome uh, deal with FS1. I mean, I don't know how awesome it is business wise for them, but the exposure is cool. Exposure, and uh, then you see, okay, they're at least putting this on TV from the business end of the XFL. That's it's not quite like, oh, yeah, we got them where we want them in terms of the TV deal. But it's a great sign that football is definitely something these networks are like, yeah, we want, we need, gimme, gimme, gimme. So the XFL, I think that's a, something they'll keep their eye on, too, and be watching not just for player purposes, business purposes. It's This is something you have to keep your eye on if you're following the XFL's business side in addition to the football side. Do you th- what's the uh, CEO for Disney? Uh, Bob Iger. Bob, you think Bob Iger's like, give me, I want the football, I want the football. Just give me the football. Disney Plus. We need sports on Disney Plus. Why? It bundles with ESPN. I don't get it. No, I don't think that'll happen. All right. Uh, that's uh, that's great news, though. I'm excited. We'll be talking. We'll probably be talking about those games on this show. They start October 27th, Brian. Super hyped for that. Now, are you ready to learn about uh, name, image, and likeness in college athletics? What's the NIL, oh right? Oh, my is what gosh. Yeah, uh, shortened NIL, if you want to be cool and talk about it. Sound real business businessman-like, if you're ready. If you're ready to talk business. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it in this week's Hot Read. 
Name, image, and likeness. Very important words because they're about to change college sports, especially college football. NIL in college is about to be big bucks. Big bucks. And Oliver Luck, of all people, will be involved when this comes to fruition. So now, colleges are going to have to start letting players make some money on their name, their image, and their likeness. Colleges are going to have to start, you know, letting these players get what's theirs. They prop these colleges up to make millions and millions of dollars. You've heard the talk all uh, millions of years, it feels like, since the Donna Man College players, they should be play, paid. They're the ones on names on the marquee. They're the ones ESPN selling for people to watch the game when Clemson takes on Alabama. All these stars, oh my God. Well, NIL is now about to be business, and there are going to be very strict rules colleges are going to have to abide by when it comes to their players getting this money and getting these endorsements and going into this new world where... where Money is going to be legitimate when it goes to players now. There won't be too many more bag. There will be bag men still. $20,000 an hour at a car wash? No way. There will job. be less bag men, and they won't have to pretend to yeah, have been a used car salesman during their college tenure or whatever. And with all this new business and new regulations, new rules in college sports, they're gonna, there's going to need to be someone keeping track of all this. And people... Like Casey Schwab, who is the CEO of Altia Sports Partners, Bryant, and is taking a big advantage of, of this uh, with his group because they're going to be consultants to universities and already have deals in place with schools like LSU and Texas. I mean, really tough to get bigger than those two schools in the world of college football, especially. And the schools are going to pay Altius to consult and help them navigate the new murky waters of nil with their players so they're going to give their expertise to make sure there's compliance between the coaches the bag men or the boosters as that you're supposed to call them and the athletes themselves and a part of altia sports partners are some advisors to to casey schwab and his team and among those advisors oliver luck and urban meyer of all people, Bryant. So big names advising this group. All Oliver Luck's athletic department head of he was an AD. Uh, his experience will especially help them with dealing with LSU's athletic department, Texas's athletic department, their other clients. And what we're concerned with here on this show is first, first two questions: Does this new this new world in college athletics and this new gig for Oliver Luck? Does that mean he's definitely no way, no how going to be involved in the XFL in 2022? You want me to answer that now? Let's answer that question first. I mean, he's just an advisor, so technically his time, I'm sure, will be available. At at this point. And we're just speculating here. We're just speculating. Oliver Luck, a great friend of the show, I consider him. We had him on many times uh, during the lead up to 2020 uh, and beyond. Uh if you think Oliver Luck is coming back before this, I would say you're 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 misguided. And now that this is out, he, why as Oliver Luck, I'll do this two parts. 
if I'm Oliver Luck, why do I want to be a part of this based on what's going on outside of the XFL? And two, if I'm the XFL, do I need Oliver Luck? And that is because what's the approach I'm taking for this season? Oliver Luck, phenomenal job. Oliver Luck and company, phenomenal job. But do we need to reimagine football if they already did that? That's the question. Now, what is the what is it you need from a commissioner and a team and a staff? What do you need from them? And is it what Oliver Luck provides? Yeah, it could be a different type of job description, and maybe Oliver Luck is qualified. He is for virtually any kind of management position. Maybe you want someone uh, with a little bit different temperament or or background. You know, and Oliver Luck was a perfect sense. fit, and he and he has a at a, that time, yeah, he, and he has a, a a reputation of being able to bring up leagues and startups and and do these great things for football and for sports in general for cities like Houston, all that, but. Maybe at this point the XFL goes a different direction, not because of Oliver Luck and what he did, but just because they need a different perspective. I said last week, football was great. The game was great. It worked. So now you go in a different direction. You go more of a business angle. You say, how do we market to these teams, to these markets better? How do we how do we make our expose ourselves so that way we get more fans in the stands, right? We the football was number one. Great. It worked. Awesome. Now we need to get butts in seats. And then you bring a commissioner in who's who specializes in that. Maybe a just showman. Thought. You're saying could you would? I'm just saying the, could, the, the outside the box. I don't think Oliver Luck's coming back, regardless of whatever the situation may be. Yeah. I don't think he wants anything to do with it. I don't think the XFL really thinks that they should be bringing him back anyway. That's just my personal opinion. But that was before this all happened. I uh, yeah, I before that before this uh, news about Oliver Luck being an advisor to Altia Sports Partners. I yeah, my percentage was really low for a return anyway i would hope for for one i i'm a huge fan of oliver luck everything he did with the xfl is phenomenal i think bringing him back would be a home run but going into this is going to be huge business this nil stuff and him being involved in some sort of way just even in this what sounds like an advisor role so probably not a a major part of his day uh, but still something he's thinking about and has expertise on it, this is going to blow up, and I I could see him getting even more involved, especially when it comes to it's the college game, which is his bread and butter. So, yeah, I think when it comes to Oliver Luck with this news, it might even lower that percentage for a return. Now let's ask question number two, though, with this news and, and a, an entity like Altia Sports Partners emerging with this future of NIL uh, creeping on all of us here in the – in the college game. Does this shut the door that Kenny Robinson walked through? Because with name, image, likeness, and athletes now going to be able to get some compensation while in college and big money being thrown at making sure it's all done correctly and on the level, does this mean that there's no more incentive for someone to maybe take that route that he took that we all thought oh that might be something a lot of players do in the future jump to the xfl because you don't have to worry about the you know money and and ho- and being taken advantage of some would say a lot would say uh and with this now do you think maybe a college player will just be like well i can if i'm good enough in college i could get some sort of endorsement or get paid somehow while i'm here and get my education or is it that this NIL 
stuff uh, is really going to just be for the upper echelon in the college game. And guys like Kenny Robinson, who probably weren't, you know, they're not on like the level of a Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, so maybe guys like that still will be like, oh, I want to go to the XFL because I'm not going to have to beg, borrow, and steal on social media and get my name out there and market myself and play well. I could just go make money playing football. Is that still a door guys might want to walk through even now that money is going to be available to them in college? Okay, so I think one thing that always kind of gets missed in all this is the percentage of players in college that could play in the XFL. And I think that percentage is low. I mean, these are non-developed human bodies, right? You're talking about, you know, a a 19-year-old, a 20-year-old is not going to be able to compete with a 35 or 32 or 28 year old because these are just you know grown adults so that already limits the players uh, that you have available alan i'll do it i'll do this here just kind of watch me what i'm doing here if you're on youtube you can see what i'm doing here if this is round one of the draft and this is round seven where do i stop where players stop getting nil like right around two three maybe you would think you think players in four five six and seven are going to be getting I think guys money. No, significant is the word you got to throw out there for sure. Because who knows? Do they bring this college football game back one day? Everybody will get at least a little something. Probably like 50 bucks. I don't know how much these guys. (laughs) If your name's just in the game, do you get the same amount as a Heisman Trophy winner just because you're both in the game? I don't know. Uh, Who knows how that's going to work. But you're right. There there are levels. I think you're right. And it's going to be hit. There are probably. There are going to be guys, though, who are going to use their status and are they going to be allowed to? Like, what if some, like, kicker has it? This happened in the CFL, has a Twitch channel and makes bank off his Twitch channel, and everybody knows, oh, that's the kicker for Alabama. He's got a sick Twitch channel, bro. And let's give him some money and watch him play Fortnite or whatever. And is he going to be allowed to do that even? Will that be a part of the regulations? And if he is, is that going to be lucrative enough to just say, I'm going to play Twitch and finish college? I'm not going to the XFL. Those Every case is going to be different yeah. and separate. It's, it's just you don't know. The I bulk think of them, I would you... say, though, are going to be like first, second round type talent whose names are big and always talked about on you know ESPN and whatnot, for sure. Well, you also got to trade off like, you know, in the XFL, right now, the way the current you know uh, structure is, 10 games, 12 if you win a championship. If you're an offensive lineman that's going to go in the fifth, sixth round, why not go get paid? You see these offensive linemen get trampled from behind every game. There's two or three of them that go down every game. Legs get torn up. You know, God knows what happens. Why not go get paid in the XFL? If you're not making any money because nobody ever cares about offensive linemen, especially in the, even in the NFL, no one cares about an offensive lineman. I do. I know you do. And I do care about Sam Schwartzstein. Much love. But let's be real. People don't really care about offensive linemen. Are, how much money are they really going to give an offensive lineman to for his name, likeness, and whatever? What's, what's the other one? Name, name image, image, likeness. Likeness. Yeah, I mean, that's... Um, it's so go play 10 games, get paid in the XFL, and then get drafted in the NFL in the sixth round. Yeah, or I feel like these schools might even come up with programs, though. Like, if you win the starting center job at LSU, there might, they might end up... It could be like a tradition. You win that job, you're going to be on... 
you're going to be able to get the deal that the school has with walk-ons, uh, the bar in Baton Rouge that everyone goes to, and you're and the center is always going to be on the menu there, and they're going to call it the whatever his it's name so is. Shady though, because like, wings. what if you say, "Hey, if you come to my school, you'll always win that award every season." Yeah, it's another way to recruit. It's changing oh, the game, and that's so, what it's all about. So shady. That's not shady because this is now all that's on the up. Shady. This is all on the surface. This happens already, Bryant. This happens here. You want to do this stuff if you're watching on YouTube. Here's the surface. Right now, all this stuff's happening here. Now, you can't get your name on the menu at walk-ons because then they'll know. But now you can, and it's known, and it's legal, and it's agreed upon. And you just make a decision when you're recruited. Is that what I want to be a part of? But then you also will forever know that, okay, I was recruited big time at, in, in, the, in college. I'm at a small school. I'm not going to get any NIL money here playing at Troy. But you know what? I have a shot to go to the XFL. I still think even with this new world of college in college athletics, the Kenny Robinson route, the options the XFL will provide to players, either as a first chance or second chance, will be lucrative still. And hopefully the money will be better than it was even for XFL 2020 players. That could be a big factor too. Well, Kenny Robinson, let's be real, opened this door because every other door around him was shutting. So he yeah. had to go through. This, this was door, his right? last resort. This is going to be an yeah. yeah. So this is going to be an opportunity for those players to that don't have any other opportunities to go play some football still. Now, whether or not other players behind them follow suit, it's going to take a while to understand how this uh, name image likeness uh, actually takes place and how much play- players are going to get paid. And you know, if Trevor Lawrence gets five million dollars and everyone else is getting a hundred bucks a week because of this uh, that's not really fixing anything is it so we'll have to see what's actually going to happen uh going forward yep and we'll see what the involvement of a, a guy like oliver luck and urban meyer will be and what they're going to advocate for i'm i don't know if i'm for this altia sports partners group yet who knows what they're going to be really advising these universities obviously if the universities are hiring them they're going to be looking to cover the university's butts not maybe not so much the athletes. We'll see how that that works. You know the the relationship too moving forward. But that's a whole nother sports talk radio, sports business radio conversation. We want to talk about it in relation to the XFL for sure, and uh, we'll keep our eye on it. And it's something to be aware of, but uh, interesting nonetheless. And I like this brave new world we're going into with college athletics and NIL. The more I read about it, it's. It's going to be fascinating, and it's really going to, I think, uh, be fun. I think it could be a lot of fun uh, with the different things you're seeing about endorsements and how schools will approach it. So just stay tuned with that. (laughs) Uh, I will, Alan. I'll have to revert back to you because I don't know how much of this I'm actually going to understand going forward. I, well, a question, Alan. Are, are you, you spoke go well about to, uh, you spoke. You bring a, you bring a good perspective on it, though, when we talk about this stuff that I kind of nerd out on, listening to way too many sports business podcasts. <laughs> uh, Alan, are you going to do a, um, a a week countdown? I guess we can't really do it until we have official kickoff date, huh? When you do the the weeks countdown. No, don't, see, you you aren't remembering 2018 before we knew February. We were just saying 2020 is on the way for a while. But once we know the day, yeah, we'll have that official countdown. And you could keep your digital clock there ticking in the office. All righty. Well, that's, that, that's, 
I'll wait. I guess we'll get that at some point. What? Yes. Now it's just I'm just trying to throw out another Van Halen reference there. Just to get I'm trying to get in as many before we're done here with the show. But we're about done, Brian, unless you got anything else to tell all the football people. I uh, no, I think the show uh, finally uh, erupted. It's 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 an eruption. Yes. You Call me the ice cream man, by the way. Never do that. This is uh this is the XFL show. Uh uh, follow us on social media at XFL show. That's Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we put the show on Instagram every single week. Uh, follow the show on YouTube, youtube.com slash. This is the XFL show. Uh, the, the official YouTube channel of the XFL and uh, follow us every single week. Subscribe. Tell your friends about us. Five stars. Five stars. Yes. Apple, Podcast, on Apple Spotify, podcasts, Google, wherever. Leave those comments. Stitcher. People tune use in. Stitcher sometimes tune in. We're there and you can leave those comments. On whatever the YouTube section, you could of course hit us up on Twitter, like Brian said, at XFL Show. It's my favorite place to live, even though it was hard to find some football stuff the last 24 hours. All I saw were people talking about flies, but that's a whole nother. Hey, look, the fly was on fire. Fly was on fire. It was. No, it was on fire. (laughs) And that is it for this week's show, everybody. Thank you for watching or listening. And we'll see you next week. For Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.